Phoenix Overlook Pop Culture. And welcome to, well, episode 62 um, of this podcast. Of course, for those of you who are on the YouTube channel, you'll get to see this one first before hearing about it in a couple of weeks on the podcast feed. Um, I'm Thomas. And I'm Stephen. Or Shaggy. <laughs> Whichever you prefer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, re- recently, I I came across a feed or a link in my Facebook feed talking about the so-called Blood Moon, and somebody else commented on it when I shared it, and and noticing that when changes like that happen, it kind of messes with people a little bit. Things like crazy, somewhere along the lines of people being a little bit crazier during a full moon, something about the gravitational pull and what have you. But the thing of it is, you know, people were talking about the super moon. Now we're talking about this term called the blood moon. And and I, I brought it up with Shaggy, and, he, and you, you, you seem to kind of like it. What are your... What are your first thoughts on something like this? Well, um, honestly, I, I didn't know too much about it. I mean, I've, I've heard some things here and there about a blood moon, but I just kind of usually just kind of turn the other way. I didn't really care too much. But uh, uh, after you explained to me a little bit about it and had me look at some of the stuff, um, it's, it's an interesting concept, honestly. And uh, basically, for those of you that don't know what it is, it's just... It's a uh, what's called a lunar tetrad, which is a grouping of lunar eclipses that take place in sequence over the course of a sh- very short amount of time. And um, there was one just this April of this year in 2014. Uh, but there's a lot, like a lot of controversy and all kinds of other stuff surrounding it, and uh, a lot of uh, prophecies. Um, Things pointing to specific events happening, and uh, it's it's really interesting how all this how all of it works together. So uh, I, I just thought it was a good topic, <laughs> a very good topic idea. Um, Earth Earthsky.org has an excellent piece on it explaining what happens with with this whole thing and everything else, and. Um, John Hagee, he's like this evangelist um, preacher who popularized the the term with one of his books. But really, the the reason why it's called a blood moon is because of how the moon kind of looks. It just kind of has this you know red coloring to it. And everything else, and they have a really, really good explanation for it. Um, bring that up on the other system, but it's basically the Earth's atmosphere reflecting, you know, the sun and everything else. And boom, you'll see it on the moon. It doesn't happen for very long, though. It's Worldwide, and a little bit after that. So, those of you who are in Australia are pretty much in luck. You're going to get this this thing first. 
So, um, reason why a tetrad happens, you know, all in a row. Each. Oh, oh my! Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. What? Oh, I take it you muted it due to a uh, background noise, right? Yeah, have, I got some background. It's dog in the uh, bathroom because we've got another dog here, and the interaction between them is not so uh, not so great at the moment. So that moon might be making him crazy too. He's crazy to begin with. Uh, <laughs> but normally, normally what happens is with with a with lunar. Eclipse. Normally, when a lunar eclipse happens, and he he he'll I'm sure he'll be back in a bit as soon as they kind of quiet down. Um, normally, what happens is lunar eclipse happens, and then after after a time is passed, um, the whole whole there's like at least a partial one in between. Um, with with these this so-called blood moon. Doesn't occur tetra with a tetrad. It doesn't occur. It's just when it, it's just straight up lunar eclipse. Whereas normally there's at least a partial eclipse. Um, so so yeah, that's pretty much what this is about, and. The the final the final one should be around March 2015, so sometime next year. And no, I, I'm incorrect. I'm looking at this again. It'll be like 2015, April 4th, and September 28th. So not Mar necessarily March of next year. But according to this, there are a total of eight tetrads in the 21st century from 2001 to 2100. Um, and there's been an argument about it coinciding with Passover and Tabernacles. So, but anyway, you have April 2014, April 2015, and they happen to align with the Feast of Passover. And it's important to note that the Jewish calendar is is a lunar calendar as well. So, so anyway, EarthSky.org has a pretty good um, summation of of the scientific aspects of this. So, the the dates the dates for northern at least northern hemisphere's harvest and hunter's moon. Um, well, October eighth, which is Tomorrow, that's going to happen. That's going to be a full blood moon. Then there's the autumn equinox on September 23rd of, of next year, as well as the harvest moon on September 28th, and then another blood moon on October 27th. So, and the term was popularized by John Hagee and Mark Blitz. So it's so it's kind of kind of one of the weird instances where the spiritual and and scientific kind of intertwine a little bit. 
and they even have a nice they even show a nice little, little picture um from from some guy from NASA it looks pretty cool so i take i i take it i take it the i take it they've been taken care of yeah for the moment anyway <laughs> but but yeah i I looked at this article yeah they, they do give a very good explanation of what goes on and uh, uh, I personally like the picture at the very top of the article it shows a transition between uh, the actual lunar eclipse to the uh, where it becomes a blood moon where it's all red looking looks like the surface of Mars Personally, that was my favorite because it shows the transition and everything else. It's at the very top of the article. Oh yeah, find it. And apparently, LibreOffice is not letting me control click on it on a <laughs> link. So I got to copy and paste instead. Control click to follow the link. Yeah. Hold on a second. I can uh, screen share with you. Okay. That way you can take a look at it. I'll just show you that part. Yeah, up there at the top, right there off the left side, right below the uh, caption, what is a blood moon? It's that picture right here. And for those of you who are on the YouTube page, you you can see that transition in that image, and it's it's pretty neat. It's it's, it's and I think it's I think I think that's kind of part of the reason why some people have been kind of off as of lately, myself included. Um, that and the weather's changing this fall, so that's going to be a transition in and of itself. But yeah, definitely see that um, see that from the up, from the upper left all the way to the lower right. So wouldn't let me click on the button so easily. <laughs> oh wow! I don't know something to do with my window. I think it's because I'm in Linux. <laughs> Are you using Chrome or Chromium? I'm using Chrome. I don't okay. have I don't have Chromium installed on here. Um, if if I was going to do the uh, beta software, I would probably actually use uh, Chrome Canary now because uh, they're working on. Uh, I think in a previous podcast I had mentioned something about this, where you were able to um, in in my I, my tablet that I have, a Dell Venue Eight Pro, it lets you switch into a Windows 8 mode where it looks just like it would on like a Chromebook or something. They're working on implementing that for Linux as well, and when, uh, for Windows and Linux. So I'll probably use Canary after a little bit, give it a try on the Linux oh, side. Oh, cool. Um, that's specific, but uh, going back to this concept itself, um, it's, it was popularized by a book called Four Blood Moons by John Hagee, and and he 
they quote something out of Luke in the New Testament. There will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars. Now, when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. And according to this little um, blurb on Amazon, which, by the way, the Kindle edition of this book is less than five bucks... Um, it is rare that scripture, science, and history align with each other. Yet the last three series of four blood moons have done exactly that. Are these the signs that God refers to in his word? If they are, what do they mean? What is their prophetic significance? And it goes on to say, just as it's in biblical times, God is controlling the sun, the moon, the stars, the center generation signal that something big is about to happen. The question is, are we watching listening to his message? And there's, um, but there is, of course, uh, an interesting response to to that too. But before we get into that, um, oh, finally, finally, the control click works. Um, <laughs> do, do do you think the guy is? Do you think he has a point, or is he full of? Is he quite frankly full of shit? Um. Like. like I don't know. It's kind of it's, it's really hard to say because this is it's a controversial topic, and that's why I like it. Uh, but it's it's hard to say because it's it all depends on uh, one person's perspective on uh, a religion, and this 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 is this is spiritual uh, this spirituality is dealing with one specific religion, Christianity, or whatever branch of. Uh, Christianity you want to talk about, but it's um, this is what he thinks is going on. And uh, do I feel that way? No. I, I, scientifically, I don't think there's any connection between that and something else that's going on. I'd have to look into it myself. And granted, that it, with some of the evidence that has been presented, like some of the events in the past have happened at almost the exact or precise timing that it would need for uh, this to take place where an event happens beforehand where it's a good uh, something that's about to be terrible I think this was the Forbes article that was saying this and that it turns into something good something a uh, victory something that was originally going to be uh, an absolute travesty and and of all places to kind of basically offer somewhat of a counter-argument. Um, every now and then I'd see, like, billboards for this. I haven't seen any as of late in the area from a website called gotquestions.org and it's it's this site that um, you know, you have Bible-less answers will help you find them. Yada, yada, yada. But even this site is, is saying that it, Towards the end of it, um, a tetrad of lunar eclipses and the timing of those eclipses in the Jewish calendar is fairly unusual, but not unprecedented. So the fact that the eclipses, while interesting, is no proof that Jesus will return by 2015. Furthermore, John's and Joel's descriptions of the signs of the day of the Lord could refer to solar and lunar eclipses, but there are other possible explanations for those phenomena, such as changes in the atmosphere mentioned in Revelation 6.12. 
blood red moon theory is just that a theory even as a theory it comes close to doing what the bible warns against study day setting dates for the coming of the lord about that quote unquote about that day or hour no one knows mark 13:32 and a- after reading that I'm like oh yeah we're not according to various forms of theology we're not supposed to know I was actually going to bring up the point just to uh, <laughs> point everything else. So my mom and I used to have discussions about this all the time. So my mom is extremely, extremely spiritual. She's gone to church almost all her life. She's she's a Christian. I was born and raised that way, but I'm not very religious. I, as I grew up, I got older, and I just kind of was like, nah, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't see it. So, um, I mean, I am, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm a uh, Agnostic, I'll put it that way. But um, we used to discuss this all the time, and like for events like this, or like when Jesus is supposed to come back, or the the rapture theory, or if you're familiar with that, all these dates, all these events that are supposed to happen, we're not supposed to know. If if he if he wanted us to know, our God or whatever God is for whatever events, I mean this this this. Uh, can probably cross over in other religions as well, so I'm going to say this as generally as I can, that um, for whatever events and whatever, your specific uh, deity would have told you somewhere form when it's supposed to happen if he wanted you to know. If he didn't want you to know, he wouldn't tell you. And he would just give you some sort of a riddle or something like that, like in this situation where he's just explaining an event that's going to happen but he didn't stay a date. This is just, this is going to be the sign. Right. I'm not going to tell you when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. This is just what's going to happen. And it's and it, when you're supposed to happen. And, of course, and, and it's, and that's a, a fair point to bring up. It's, it, it reminds me of all the, the so-called people saying the world's going to end. Oops, I got the date wrong. <laughs> I meant October of last year, or 2012, and everybody's like... And they were talking about things like the Mayan calendar. Oh my god, it's going to be the end of the world as we know it. And, and no, don't you mean that it's going to be the beginning of a kind of a new thing, it's just kind of out with the old, it doesn't mean everything's going to get destroyed, blow up in chaos. Um, but um, th- I think this is kind of the first time, to- I don't I don't remember if this is the first time I'm referring to something from Tumblr or not, but we, but I, I did post something on the Tumblr page Tuesday, today, and we blogged this from Wicca teachings, and they're saying, um, "In paganism, a blood moon opens a gateway into the heavens as the Earth, Sun, and Moon align. For a brief moment in time, we can commune with the spirit world in other realms. Um, many other, many religions. It's a great omen. Christians refer refer to Jesus." They specifically refer to the King James Bible, uh, and they quote, The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the great and the terrible day of the Lord comes. And noting that it's also the same day as the Jewish feast of, of Passover, and it's just before Easter. 
So. So, 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 so Wicca, which is a whole other topic in and of itself, uh, there is some connection to that. And, oh, I didn't mean to click Chrome again. Come on. <laughs> Close. Um, but... But I think I think kind of a cautionary tale is in order. But before we get to that, um, there, there's also very interesting things related to Buddhism as well. Um, uh, there, for Buddhists, apparently there's special significance on the full day because certain important outstanding events connected with Lord Buddha took place on full moon days. Buddha was born on a full moon day. Renunciation took place on a full moon day. Enlightenment delivery of his first sermon passing away into Nibbana or Nirvana and other important events occurred on full moon days. So that, that's another nifty little coincidence. But um, there's also been people who associate a blood moon with something bad, similar to, say, Friday the 13th. Oh my god, something bad's going to happen to me on Friday the 13th, and that sort of thing. And, and so, yes, I'm referring to Yahoo Answers on this one. Oh, and... And it, 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 this is going to be one of those where I'm going to be like, I don't have screen share here because, come on, just read more. Show more, darn it. I can share it. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll send it to you in Messenger because I'm using two computers on, on the breeze. Oh, you, you popped it up. There you go. It was in the art. It was in the uh, links doc. <laughs> so anyway, it reads. Uh, it's just a basic question about uh, Wiccan and pagan beliefs on the blood moon, and we do this here. So that way, it shows all the question. Okay, so me and my friends were camping this past weekend, and there was a crescent moon, and there was blood on it. Let's just say that everything could go wrong. Did it? Everything that could go wrong did. It was awful. I just want to know exactly what the story is behind the bad omen and what the facts are in these religions because I know some stuff about it, but not much. Could this really have been the reason behind our bad luck? Okay. And 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 the person that responded is basically says it's like Friday the 13th, not actually bad luck, but when you people believe it, uh, they'll blame every mishap on it, um, otherwise known as self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh. <laughs> and preconceived notions formed from subconscious create bad luck. Um... 
which that was that was from the other answers section. Um, yeah, it looks like there's a few people that have pointed to the same movie that this from the best answer which was uh, Practical Magic, was where these people had first heard of it. And... And, and from Prairie Crow, their point number two is it's probably a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, of, course, of, course, of course, somebody talks about uh, John Hagee. Uh, yeah, this last source down here at the bottom. <laughs> I found that slightly amusing. Yeah, it's just, but again, it, um, but again, it's, um, you research, look it up, um, you'll find that significant events did take place during during the moon, during or during a blood moon. And everything else, and but um, might might go ahead and screen share screen share the one from blogspot.com. It's Buddha's full moon birthday in Jewish or something like that. Only. But um, but again, they they talk about that this is very interesting that Siddhartha was born on a full moon, got his enlightenment on a full moon, passed away on a full moon, and and it's basically. So basically, it's going going about talking about Israel created as a nation again in 1948, after they had been dispersed from their land known as Israel today. It was around 2,000 years that they were kicked out from their land until they were brought back by their god, the god of Israel. Wars broke out, yada yada, and so they have two feasts that they must celebrate: one in the spring, one in the fall. The spring is feast. Passover and Fall Feast is the Feast of Tabernacles. During the Spring Feast of 1948 and the Fall Feast, during these feast days which take place on full moons, moons were turned blood red with an eclipse, lunar eclipses. And again, the following year, 1949, during the Passover, Full Moon Feast of Tabernacles, moons were blood red with eclipses. Um, noting that when there are four blood, moon, blood moons, it's basically called a tetrad. And so it, they note 1967 and 68 as well. Israel fought wars with their neighbors and won, and the, these they fell on their festival dates, two tetrads. And again, it's going to be on their feast dates, Passover and Tabernacles. So... And it just it goes to quote the same uh, post that we've mentioned earlier from uh, 
uh, Joel and Acts about the sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood and before the great and terrible day of the Lord will come. Um, in, in this, in the final paragraph, they're arguing that um, greatest war of the ages will be fought in the land of Israel. Um, everyone will be affected. And and everything else. So, so here is something arguing that we could possibly be dealing with a possible, maybe World War Three. Who knows? So, so from another point of view, it's talking about something important happening. But then again, others others have happened as well. And everything else. So let's see. I'm just going to open this other thing from about.com, a new tab. Do, 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 do. And post and zap that to you. But, um,. But yeah, I, 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 I kind of started thinking about it a little bit, and I thought, you know, maybe, maybe this whole thing is why, why people have been a little bit off as of late. I've, I've noticed a lot of people were tired as of late. Uh, when I was in high school, teachers used to claim that. Uh, like when uh, a uh, full moon was coming around, that the students would act a little bit crazier and they'd be a little more unruly, harder to control the classes and stuff. And uh, maybe it does have something to do with it. Maybe it doesn't. It could be just atmospheric uh, pressure change, or I mean, it could be anything. But uh, the likely the uh, likelihood that it's just because of the event. Uh, it's hard to say. Right. If there's, if there's scientific evidence behind it or a scientific reason, that's also hard to say without doing any research about it. Because we we, we both know that when when tides come in, tides come out. That's the moon's gravitational pull, um, influencing that. But tides come in, tides come out. How do you explain that? <laughs> I don't watch Bill O'Reilly, and even I know that 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 meme. That's kind of wow. Um, um, but basically, this thing from about dot com, it and it's it's an interesting resource. It. it Covers lots of different topics from finance to spirituality, uh, but th but this article is about the October full moon, sometimes referred to as Hunter's Moon and Blood Moon. It's a different subject altogether. Um, 
and basically, again, says the same thing that another resource that we looked at said this time when the veil between our world spirit world are its thinnest. But they, but they offer advice, use this time for spiritual growth. If there's a deceased ancestor you wish to contact, this is a great month to do it. Hold a seance, work on your divination, and pay attention to messages you get in your dreams. So, so that, that's definitely another interesting perspective. And also, it notes down at the bottom, and you said that it was also called the Hunter's Moon, but it's all, also apparently called the uh, the Shedding Moon and the Falling Leaf Moon. I'm assuming due to the fact that it's autumn. Or right. Fall. Yeah, I think that's it for that article. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. And, and and by the way, I, I tried using I tried using some other third party utility to link to our Google Drive, and it's just we, we've been trying to find something more efficient than going to Google Drive through Chrome to kind of write documents, get them edited, and everything else because Chrome is a resource hog. Yeah, it, it really is a resource hog. Um, and it's, it's going to affect you more than it affects me because I'm running on my desktop right now that's at, uh, I'll put it this way, one gig of RAM per core, and I've got eight gigs of RAM. So, eight gigabytes of RAM. So, I've got eight cores. <laughs> oh, got enough. But, um, but, no. And at least, at the very least, we can share the stuff back and forth. I think the final one I'd like to kind of sort of go through um, um, something called from the uh, Pagan's Path, where they describe various moons and everything else, and scrolling all the way down to the Red Blood Moon, and they they talk about NASA as well as folklore. Blue Moon, Red Blood Moon. Aha! Here we go. And again, it talks about how it takes place during three months of fall when hunting and harvesting. Um, observances during the blood moon. And then they talk about blood moon eclipse. And we can find a rare blood moon lunar eclipse. And they explain the Earth casts a long shadow that extends out into space. When the moon passes behind the Earth opposite the sun, casts a long shadow that hides the moon. That's what a lunar eclipse is. And now they're saying, now let's say you had a spaceship and traveled out between the Earth and the moon during an eclipse. Look out the window back at Earth and you'll be looking at the dark side. The Earth will be in silhouette. And what you're seeing is every sunrise and sunset on Earth all at once. This ring of light shines into Earth's shadow, breaking the other darkness you might expect to find there. Turn off the cockpit lights and look at the moon, and there's a lovely red glow. Um, what's in the Earth's atmosphere will also affect the color or shade of red reflected on the moon. Uh, according to NASA, following a volcanic eruption, for instance, dust and ash can turn in global sunsets vivid red. The moon would glow that color as well. Um, clouds, on the other hand, would extinguish the sunsets, um, leading to darker, dimmer eclipses. 
Um, it can shine as pumpkin orange to deep blood red, all depending on weather and other natural events. Um, and and their, their notice, since an eclipse is an extra special event, special energy and observance, um, these special occasions are used for honoring, celebrating life, for the blood flow of life. This energy of the moon can be used to energize fertility, abundance, or communicate with spirit. So, so it's it, it's a sign of opportunity to kind of do some things you never would have thought to do before. Perhaps kind of expand your horizons communicate with with a dead ancestor uh, those sorts of things and, and the good news is you you'll be off tomorrow too yes I will I probably won't be doing anything around that time are, are you gonna try maybe taking a picture of that blood moon because it it wouldn't have it might be obscured by clouds or what have you depending on the weather but maybe you'll get lucky. It, it, yeah, I might get lucky. It'll depend on the, uh, like you said, the cloud cover and everything else, and uh, whether the weather is going to cooperate with me. But other than that, I don't think I don't really have anything going on tomorrow. I was just going to visit with some people, so I'll probably I'll see if I get a chance and I'll take a picture and maybe I can share it with you guys. Um, we'd like to know what your your all's thoughts are on the blood blood moon. Um, any from any perspective, those who are amateur astrologists. Uh, those who practice any form of spirituality, and, and just, just so people know, yet I'm I'm I differentiate myself from spiritual and religious. I believe in a higher power, but I don't feel you have to go into a designated building on a designated day of the week and listen to a designated person in order to practice said beliefs. Um, I think there's been way too much emphasis on that, but that's I think is a subject for perhaps another time. Um, but do you have that perspective or any general scientific perspective? Um, um, practical, and speaking of practical magic, have you seen that film? No, I have not. I, I actually haven't even heard of it, honestly, <laughs> up until just reading this article. Because I, I think I have, I'm not sure if it's same one I'm thinking of. Oh, come on. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, yes, there we go. Hello, I, I love auto-suggestion. Makes it easier to type things in. Oh, thanks for inviting oh, yeah. me. But, um... But, yeah, I think I've seen Practical Magic... Yeah, romantic comedy film based on the 1995 novel. Oh, yeah. Yes, I have seen... I actually have seen it. Um, And they were raised by their aunts. Main characters were raised by their aunts after their parents' death. They grew up in a household that was anything but typical, blah, 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 and that sort of thing. And and they're they're cursed with um, with any man they fall in love with or doomed to an untimely death. 
So, so yeah, it, 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 it's... I may actually see if it's on Netflix tonight and watch it. Because that, that brings back some memories. Oh. Come on. Come on, multitasking window. There we go. I really should be running XFCE on this on this other system, but that's all right. Would you like to pop that that up for people to view? Sure. Oh, about the movie, yeah. Mm. Give me one second here. There we go. This is just a description of the movie Practical Magic from IMDb. Um. And as he was saying, it's, it's basically like it was anything but a typical life for them. Sally and Gillian, uh, Gillian Owens have always had, always known they were different. Raised by their aunts after their parents' death, the sisters grew up in a household that was anything but typical. Their aunts fed them chocolate cake for breakfast and taught them the uses of practical magic. But the invocation of the Owens sorcery also carries a price. Some call it a curse. The men they fall in love with are doomed to an untimely death. Now adult women with very different personalities, the quiet Sally and the fiery Gillian, uh, Jillian must use all of their powers to fight the family curse and a swarm of supernatural forces that threatens the lives of all the Owens family, women. So... That's oh, by Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah. Um, but... I, I, I saw I saw the movie. Um, uh, spoiler alert: one of the, one of the characters that helps break the curse is, is some dude with one blue eye and one with one green eye. So, <laughs> um, ah, come on. I'll see. <sighs> yeah, I should have definitely put XFCE on this instead, but that's all right. <laughs> but, um, looks like you can get it from DVD on Netflix. I may, I may have to Apparently it is so available. So sweet. That may be something to watch later tonight. But um, I, but I do I do find the subject of different, at least the subject of a different moon fascinating and everything else is. Um, and I think I'm all talked out about that subject for for the evening. Um. But yeah, we would like to know what your all thoughts are on the blood moon, do you? And and if you'd like to share pictures that you may have taken, if you get lucky enough. Again, if you're in Australia, you'll probably hit that. You'll probably be seeing that first before everybody else. So probably right, right around. No, I don't. I don't remember how. They're, they're way further ahead than we are, so they it may be by now that they've already seen it. So, um, I think that about wraps the episode up. And 
a new new approach is kind of going to be taken with future episodes because with, with each new episode that's added to the feed, the website will probably have a new post to it itself. Uh, that way, the site is updated as well, and and more people likely view it. And in a link. A link can be posted to the file itself, um, to the to the podcast page itself, to the YouTube video itself, and and the page itself to say here's all our episodes. That'll that'll be a lot better, a lot easier, and more show notes can be added as well. So, sound like a plan to you? Sounds good to me. Um. And hopefully this Thursday we'll see what happens. Um, S- Steve Kelly will be able to join us. La- last last week, you know, spouse's birthday. That's that is kind of important. That is important. So um, ho- hopefully they were able to get plenty of celebrating in. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing for my birthday next year. I don't think I did. I'm not sure I'll do much of anything. I don't know. Um, it's usually what I want to do. <laughs> Just have a day off. Well, maybe it'll fall on my um, one of my nights off. I don't know yet. But um, anyway, entertain yourself, educate yourself, and empower yourself. If you have future topic suggestions, feel free to visit our website at thenextreport.com. You'll find most of our social networking links on the sidebar. You can also find us on Tumblr, too. Um, if you, there's topics you want us to cover, just let us know, and we'll be signing off for now. See you guys later. <laughs>